Good morning. It is great to have the opportunity to share with you today. I'm sure you can relate when I say the times we find ourselves in, the strangeness of lockdown, the concerns of the coronavirus has stirred up some big emotions in us. Within a relatively short time, our feelings can go from dark rain clouds of grief to bright rainbows of hope. I love that wording used by the Passion Translation in the introduction to the book of Psalms. Dark rain clouds to bright rainbows. It really helps paint a picture of the many different emotions being felt at this time. I know in recent weeks I felt grief, fear, loneliness, peace, gratitude, hope, just to name a few. And if you're like me, you would describe it as an emotional roller coaster, I'm sure. When circumstances change, it's natural for us to feel different emotions. With those different emotions come different reactions and our responses can make us aware of areas of our character that need work and that we're not always full of love, joy, patience, or not as much as we would like to be. We realise that we're not all together. We're a work in progress and that's okay. It's an opportunity to allow Holy Spirit to work on us, in us. We also see with gratefulness in our hearts the work that God has done and is doing in our lives. Where we are becoming more like him in who we are and what we do. The good thing is, in our challenging, changing circumstances, God hasn't changed. He doesn't change. He is constant, complete in all things. His character is consistent and his words are true. And that is the hope that we can hold on to. Our God is the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Those words will be familiar to many of you who listen to our teaching series on the passage in Exodus 34, where God revealed who he was to Moses. And then during our time in lockdown and our online messages, we have been looking at seven statements written in John's gospel that describe Jesus. These seven I am statements deepen our understanding of who Jesus is, and help us in our relationship with him. John is described as the disciple whom Jesus loved and we can learn something from the relationship he had with Jesus. Understanding that John was one of Jesus's closest friends, his gospel feels to me like he is sharing with us his revelation of Jesus. John's, John wants those reading his account of the events of Jesus's life to know Jesus the way he knew Jesus. And so John tells us about aspects of Jesus's character that are relatable, describing them in a way that draws us in, not just to knowing about a man, but knowing who that man truly is. These picture images when looked at from the viewpoint at the time and applied to our lives today, 
can grow our understanding and experience of who God is. Here are just a couple of the I am statements we've talked about. I am the vine. We are to be connected to Jesus, the vine, and allow the vine dresser, the gardener, to tend to us, bringing life and growth in all areas of our life. I am the bread, where Jesus is introduced as the one who nourishes us, who feeds us daily. And today we are going to look at another I am statement. After Jesus talks about being the gate, the one who leads to salvation, to healing, to wholeness, the way into safe pasture and the security of a place we can call home, there is this much quoted verse that grabs our attention. John 10, 10 says, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. It's a warning, a reminder that the enemy is there with the sole purpose to take from us, to steal, kill and destroy. The thief is one who acts in his own interests, selfish, no thought for others. A thief would come and steal from the sheep, take their food, destroy their safety, take their life. But Jesus offers life and life in abundance. Or as the message paraphrase puts it, I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. And it is here with the promise of abundant life that Jesus introduces himself as the Good Shepherd. And so if you have a Bible with you, turn with me to John chapter 10 and we're going to read um, verses 11 through 15. John 10, starting at verse 11. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf come in and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And so let's look at what it meant to be a shepherd at the time of this account. Being a shepherd wasn't thought of as a great profession. It was thought of by some as unclean, a job for the lower class workers. Even a hired help wouldn't expect, accept responsibility for the sheep. He simply worked for pay and would turn his back if the sheep were attacked by a wild animal. A good shepherd was a lot more than a hired help. He understood his role to be one of protector and guide, keeping his eye on all the sheep under his care, guarding them from intruders that would seek to kill them or any wild animal that would attack. He would lead them to safety, 
and to places of good pasture and fresh water. I imagine a shepherd to be strong, physically fit, and at the same time tender-hearted and gentle. One who gets close to the sheep, even sleeping amongst them. A shepherd was inseparable from his flock. And if there is a shepherd, there are obviously sheep. The good shepherd in this story is Jesus. And therefore, you've guessed it, we are the sheep. Cute, cuddly sheep. Curious animals, but rather helpless in some ways, and occasionally a little stupid, and definitely in need of a shepherd. Sheep are dependent on the shepherd, not just to lead them to water and fresh grass, but to help them find their way back home after a day grazing or after they'd wandered off and got themselves lost. There were times when several shepherds would pen their sheep together in a cave or a sheepfold. Sheep looked fairly similar and you would think it wouldn't be the easiest of tasks to separate them in, in the morning. But for a good shepherd, one who had spent time with his sheep, all he needed to do was call. Each sheep would hear its own shepherd's voice and would respond immediately. Even in a large flock, one individual sheep will run to its shepherd. And the opposite is also true. If they heard someone that they didn't know, they would run in fear. Perhaps you are watching this and you don't know the sound of the good shepherd's voice. You wouldn't call yourself a Christian. Or maybe you have been exploring faith or connecting online with church services over recent weeks and have questions about who Jesus is. I would encourage you to get in touch. You can do that through our website. We'd love to help answer your questions and introduce you to the Good Shepherd, to Jesus, the one who laid his life down for you. And for us who know Jesus, the sheep who know his voice and have chosen to follow him, to follow the familiar voice of the one we can trust to lead us in the right direction, what is he saying to us at this time? I believe he is inviting us to spend time with him, to be in his presence. I recently downloaded a short book by Ed Purek, who ministered alongside John Wimber in the Vineyard Movement. I've read the 80 pages of his book, The Divine Practice of Prayer, more than once over the past couple of weeks. I do recommend it. In the book, he says, Kingdom contemplation leads to kingdom action. Time spent in the private presence of God will always lead to the public extension of his kingdom. In the last eight weeks, I believe there has been an opportunity for many of us, perhaps like we have not had before, to find time, space, to be in God's presence. There is an invitation from our Heavenly Father to come and sit with him, come and rest in his presence, 
to connect with him and allow him to bring restoration to our lives, to bring healing and wholeness to our hearts and souls. It is from this place, from time spent in the private presence of God, that we are equipped, prepared, made ready to do what he has for us in the coming season. I'm sure there's many of us that are itching to start doing things again. But we cannot forget our need for God. My encouragement is to continue to cultivate a place for connecting with God, to carve out time and space to be with him and allow him to work in our lives. And that means being real about who we are, about how we feel, and continuing to bring our lives, our emotions, our hopes and our fears before a loving God who longs to bring healing and restoration. I started this message by reading a quote from the introduction of the book of Psalms, which described how emotions go from dark rain clouds of grief to bright rainbows of hope. The Psalms were written by people expressing themselves, their full selves to God, before God. They show us people who are fully present to the rawness and diversity of their emotions. They model to us how we can, can be as we come to God. I'm going to read the words of a well-known Psalm, Psalm 23. These words capture God's heart so well, and I believe as we use this time to be with him, he will meet us in those deep places. As I read these words, you may want to close your eyes to help you concentrate, and I encourage you to open your heart and let these words draw you further into the presence of God. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in your house, in the house of the Lord forever. This shows how a shepherd would lead his flock. I believe at this time, with the different emotions we feel, where anxiety can be heightened, we need to hear and respond to the words of this psalm. To trust God to be our provider, that in him we lack nothing. To lay down, rest and allow him to refresh and restore us. 
to take the places in us where there is fear, uncertainty, insecurity, and allow God to fill us with his perfect love. To know that his rod and staff are there for our security and comfort and that God prepares good things for us. He anoints our heads, a symbol of healing and to soothe our pain. And we remember with gratitude the, that goodness and mercy follow us and we have a place in his kingdom, a home in him. Let's see this time as an invitation from God, an invitation to rest, retreat, to draw near to him and let him draw near to us, to let him renew and refresh us and prepare us for what is ahead. In recent weeks, we've been encouraged to think about the rhythms in our life. And we've been invited to consider trying different spiritual practices like scripture reading, prayer, gratitude. These are more than disciplines. Their role, their purpose is to help us connect with God in a deep way that places us in an open posture before him where we are in a position to be transformed by him. And so to encourage us in our relationship with Jesus and help deepen our connection with him, on the four Sunday evenings in June, we invite you to join in a Zoom call where we will spend time with Jesus through doing a spiritual practice together. Check out your email for more details. There's a link for you to sign up um, and some more information will be sent to you. In the coming weeks, let us not forget, there is always an invitation to get to know the Good Shepherd better. Let's pray. Loving Good Shepherd, today let us hear your voice calling us, inviting us to come. Cause us to trust you, that in you is found rest, refreshment, peace, healing, hope. We love you, Lord, and it is with gratitude we remember your goodness and your mercy, that you are all we need. And so Holy Spirit, come, come and fill us afresh. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.